Okay, let's get started with this year's discussion of Parsha's Bo, Tavshin Ayin Beis. Uh, just scheduling note, next week, uh, I think this year will be on Tuesday night. Tuesday night, I, um, I uh, have something Wednesday night, so I won't be able to be here too Wednesday, but Belina there, Bezra, I will try to do it Tuesday, maybe Monday. We'll work it out earlier in the, uh, earlier in the week. Okay, um, start off with one, one short thought, one small thought, and that is from the Prisha. One of the commentaries in the bottom of the tour, the Prisha, the Drisha, same author of the Sma and Shulchan Aruch, where the Prisha notes that the end of the Parsha is one of the, the uh, two of the four places in the Torah where we have the uh, this Parsha of Tefillin. Four times it talks about Tefillin <coughs> in the in the Torah, and those are the four Parshios that we have in our in our boxes in our Tefillin Shal Rosh and in our Tefillin Shal Yad. So we say there's even a minute to say not a chiyuv. There's a minute to say, Kadashli Kalbachar and Vahaya Kiviyacha, either right after one puts on their tefillin or before one takes off their tefillin. But the Prisha notes that the halacha is that the tefillin shal rosh are in four different compartments, reflecting that there are four different klafim. Four klafim. The order is machlokas, that's the machlokas Rashi and Rabbeinu Tam, hence Rashi tefillin and Rabbeinu Tam tefillin, in terms of the order that we put the parashios in. But there are four separate Compartments in our tefillin shal rosh, while in tefillin shal yad, it's all in one cloth, it's all in one compartment. Symbolism says the prisha, quoting his Mori the smak. batim rosh hargashos Four senses that we have related in our skull: chush sight, chush hearing, chush smell. Chush hatam taste. Four senses that we have in our head, four compartments of the tefillin. L'shel yad, shebo hergish echad. Chush hamishush, the sense of the touch. And therefore, we're mishabed, as we say the Hiratzon, before we put on our tefillin, we're mishabed. All of our chushim, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's the Shiva, we take the tefillin, we wrap ourselves, we're mishabed ourselves to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all of our chushim, all four in our head, and the one in our body, the Yad, the Chush uh, HaMishush, so that's uh, the uh, thought to think about each morning as we as we put on our tefillin. Okay, beginning of the parish. As we continue the story of the Makos, we had seven last week, and we finish them off this week. Vayom HaShem HaMoshe. Bo El Paro, come to Paro. A couple of years ago we spoke about why isn't it Lech El Paro. What do you mean Bo El Paro? You come to Bo El Paro. Because I hardened his heart, Laman, Shisi Ososai Ela Bikirbo. So that I can place my Osos, my signs, amongst him. And and in order that you tell your, over in the ears of your children and your grandchildren, everything that I did in Egypt, the and the osos that I that I did there, ki ani Hashem. So if you read the pasuk literally, these two psukim, what does it sound like? Hashem says to Moshe, "Go to Paro. I'm doing all of these makos." I hardened this heart, and I'm doing all of the makos so that you have something to talk about to your children and your grandchildren. Laman, Laman means in order that to saper ba'azni bincha ve bincha eitzat Asks the Mishkan Betzalel or Betzalel Radinsky, source number two, Ravin Munsi, says the Mipashas of Sukkim line three, Mashma shahatam shahashem asa shvatim umakos lemitzrayim. If you read the Pesukim, it sounds like, why did the whole story take place? Why did Hashem have such a drawn-out process and not just, boom, overnight, let out the Jews? Because after all, we need something to say at the Seder night. Who wants to go to sleep early that night? How boring it would be. I have to make this exciting so that you have something to tell your kids and your grandchildren. So they don't fall asleep at the Seder. That's what it sounds like. Wouldn't it be so exciting? Oh yeah, we left the we left Mitzrayim. That is why So they have something to talk about. That's why the Makos happened. Not only does it sound unusual, we usually think of just the opposite. We usually think of that. Now that it's happened, so 
Now, that is what we tell our, Kodesh, we tell our children. Line 10, It's really the opposite. Dahainu, Hashem Hashem did the miracles. The and after the miracles, you know what? You have a mitzvah of Sibri Yitzhiz Mitzrayim. One of the 613. What was first? What happened? Right, the psukim sound like Hashem did the makos so that we'll be able to tell our children. No, the makos happened and Mamela, after they happen, it's a great idea. It's something that we mentioned for the Beis HaLevi a couple of years ago, but the Mishka Betzalel is going to have it a little more Bahar Chava, a little more larger explanation. Question number one. Question number two. Od Yesh Lahakshos. Second question, it's a question already dealt with by Rishonim. We know our parsha has the first mitzvah that was given to Bnei Yisrael. Mitzvah number four in the Torah, but the further three in Sefer Bereshis. But we have Od Yesh Lahakshos, Kiddush HaChodesh. Mitzvah Rishon Yisrael. Kiddush HaChodesh, the first mitzvah. Set the calendar. Right, today, Yat right? we're just Motsoi Rosh Chodesh. Talking about Kiddush HaChodesh. Madu'a Chazal Machshivim Kolkach Mitzvah Zu. What's so special about Kiddush Levana? We'll get back to that also a little later. But what is so special about Kiddush Levana? That was the mitzvah that was picked. Chazal make a, uh, have tremendous uh, things to say about Kiddush Levana. It's standing. What exactly is the message of Kiddush Levana? Question three. Line 19. Yeshla Ha Slutzgarov. Yes, the Rav of Slutz has another question. Madulo Makachamat Sachodesh Pesofa. Kedesh Yehei Amalakadesh. Why the Kiddush Sachodesh? What does Bezdin do? At the beginning of the month, it didn't even start yet the month. It hardly started. A little tiny sliver. Or if they didn't even see the moon, they do it without seeing anything. Is that, is that an appropriate time? I can think of a better time. After all, ask the Slutzkarov. The month didn't really happen yet. You're sanctifying the month. You're not sanctifying today. You're sanctifying the entire month. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it fit better is if once the month is here, at least get further in, so then you sanctify it? And he quotes, even up here, we have a concept of being Makadesh or Makdish, a Dover Shalobala Olam. Something that is not in the world yet? So that's the third question. What is the message of being Makadish the Chodesh before the Chodesh even happened? Before the Chodesh even happened. What is the message? And then he quotes one final question. Line 26. Yishlohaben is Mamar HaKasuv. We speak about this in the Haggadah. Because of this, Hashem did for me when we left Mitzrayim. What is this? Very unclear. So Rashi quotes, Because of this. So again, what, is, what, what does that mean? Because of the Matzah and the Maror? Because of. At the time you have Matzah and Maror. I mean because of. So what exactly is happening in our story? Again, why do the Pesukim make it seem like the story happened so that we will be able to tell it over? Why is Kiddush HaChodesh so unique? Why are we Makadish the month all the way at the beginning? And what is the Bav Ruzet? Says the Mishka B'tzal. Line 5 in the next column. Omrim Chazal. Istako Bo'oraisa Ubara Alma. The Zohar tells us that God, Hashem, Kaviyacho, looked into the Torah and created the world. The Torah is a blueprint of the worlds. So, on the surface, how we usually understand that, is that God, it's a blueprint of, like I just said, it's in the Torah. All the wisdom of creation is in the Torah, it's hidden in the Torah. Avobamis Nira says, Rabbi maybe it's a little deeper. A little deeper, not just that the Torah has the Chachma of creation in it, but, Shetachlis Habria. He b'shvil haTorah. The entire creation and every detail therein is so that we can fulfill the laws of the Torah. Kibavur b'chazal, v'lachain kishabar kadosh baruch hu es haolam. When Hashem created the world, 
He was thinking, what do I need to, Kaviyachal, what do I need to create in order for these mitzvos to be performed? Because the gat is the goal of creation. The mitzvah, who is the bore, the goal is to have his mitzuvim perform the mitzvos. That's the goal of life. That's why he created the world. So therefore, if I'm creating something, I have to create it, I have to give all the raw materials that makes it possible to fulfill the goal, to reach the goal. Not just that. He looked in the Torah, and that's the blueprint of the world. But it's the, the world is all created, every detail, in order to help fulfill the Torah. Memela, skip a couple of lines. Be'emes, hashvatim, v'chol hamakos, Hashem asa? So yes, it's true. Why did Hashem make the process of Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim as he did, with all the pomp and circumstance, with all the makos? It was so that we would have a mitzvah of Sipur Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim. Hashem knows there's a mitzvah of Sipur, and he wants us to be able to fulfill it, be he dura, in a beautiful, amazing way. So the more makos there are, the greater the mitzvah is. So the makos were there. Laman to saber. Take it literally. Laman is there so that we could have the mitzvahs. Shashem asa haya be'emes ki Hashem rasa shana nesaper levaneinu as kozos. Unachazik as asmune etzlam. And therefore you can take it literally. Memele kachim advarim. Shekom asha Hashem asa haya be'emes b'shvil ha-totza'a shenucha lesaper levaneinu. So we'll be able to tell our children. And then he says, to answer the last question, you can take the past, now we have a new understanding of Ba'avurzeh. Ba'avurzeh, what's Ba'avurzeh? Asa Hashem li Ba'avurzeh, because of this mitzvah that I'm doing now. Ba'avurzeh, this mitzvah. Mitzvah she'ish lonu be'pesach, hi atam ba'asibah l'chom ha'shekar b'mitzrayim. Everything happened because of tonight. Because of Lel HaSeder. Because of the mitzvahs. V'zeh ha'yisot she'rotsim l'hamchish li'aladim shalonu. That's what we want to uh, crystallize for our children at the beginning of the story. We are guided. We have to look in the world and everything there is in the world we have to say, oh, it's here to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with. And he says, maybe then we could understand the mitzvah of Kiddush HaKodesh and its uniqueness. Yes, it's all about time. Kiddush HaKodesh. But it's more than how we usually understand it. There's time, so you know what? Let us sanctify it. Like the Svarno writes on the Pasuk. It's, it's deeper. Time was created for us to sanctify it. It's not just, it happens to be time, so you know what? We might as well. No, we're given time. We're given the gift of time in order to sanctify. Hashem said, saw that there's a mitzvah to sanctify our lives, so Mamela, he gave us time, working backwards. Because the time that is coming up, that we are about to be involved in and be zochetu, we realize that it is given to us for us to sanctify. And therefore, at the beginning, we make that declaration of Kiddush HaChodesh. And finally, one added thought. Says the Chafetz Chaim, now in the last paragraph, on the left side, if we look back on day four of creation, the sun and the moon, the Maoros, but Parshas Bracious, Hikdima Torah, Vahayu, what is the purpose of the Maoros? First it says in the Torah, Vahayu Lamoadim Vishanim Vihulu. It'll be for the holidays. Lamoadim. Viachakasuva, then it says, Vahayu Lamaoros Lahair. To give light. And look at Rashi. Odzos Yeshamshu. It'll also serve for light. Says the Khafitz Chaim. What if you ask the average person, what is the purpose of the sun? Even the average observant person. So, what is the purpose? To give off light. That's the Iker purpose. But really, the Torah is hinting to us now. Why was the sun and the moon created? 
So Chazal could sanctify and set the calendar and Memela create the laws of night and day and Mitzvah Shabbayom and Mitzvah Shabbalayla. By the way, they also give light. By the way, that's part of nature. But that's not the purpose. First is Lamoadim and then Limaoros in order to give off light. But what's the Iker? The Iker is and he just ends off by saying in the last paragraph on the top of the next page what's the message for us? two types of people in life literally if I have any time to burn if I have time to kill you know, I might as well do a mitzvah might as well learn something. What else am I doing now? You know, time is here, so I might as well make it productive. But then there are others that, The only reason I have any time in my life is to learn, and to do a chesed, and to do a mitzvah. Rachman al killing time, is not the Jewish hashkafa. No, we don't kill time. We sanctify time. That is the anti-Kiddush HaChodesh mentality. Kiddush HaChodesh, we see time as a gift from HaKadosh Baruch. Okay, moving right along. The following is a connected thought, but separate. We move on in the story. Paro is losing his patience. He gets through Arba, and he gets through Choshech, and finally, Peregid Aleph. Moshe. Od nega echad paro I got one more. One more up my sleeve. And then after that, after that last last uh, nail in the coffin, he's going to send you out. Meanwhile, Hashem said to Moshe, Speak to the, in the ears of the people. Go ask your neighbors. Go see if you can borrow, borrow some pots and pans. You never know what we're going to need out there in the desert. So go borrow some kalim. Right, what is this a she'ela? They're not going to give it back. One question, not for now. Why not? That we spoke about last year, if you remember the amazing thought of the Zion Torah in terms of German reparations on this Pasuk. But we're going to ask a different question. What is said here? Hashem says to Moshe, go tell the people to ask V'yishlam Yisraelu to take Klechesef Klezahav. And Rashi quotes, Tell them to take it. I don't want Avram yelling at me and being upset that I, there was a double part, there was a, a promise in Brisbane Abbasarim. They're going to be working servitude. That was fulfilled. And Rechush Gadol, I didn't fulfill. So go tell them to buy all the pots and the pans and the forks and the knives. And all the klicheres. Wonderful. Let's think for a moment. What is Rashi saying? The promise was Rechush Gadol. Are they getting Rechush Gadol here? Doesn't sound like it's such valuable, valuable items that they're going to take from their, from the Egyptians, their Egyptian, um, Slave, slaves, um, the ones who enslaved them. Ask for Mordechai Elio, new set that came out recently, the Divrei Mordechai. On the first page of Sefer Shmos, they print a drasha that he gave a few months before he was Nifter. So there, source number four, he quotes this question. But let's lead up to it. When Hashem sends to Moshe, Who am I? I'm going to take them out. Klomar. Moshe Rabbeinu Tawain Shadayin Loigiyaz Mangulas Am Yisrael. He's saying, what am I doing? The time has, it's not the time yet. Hashem says, go anyway. Mitzavah al Moshe Bechozel Olechaz Likolas Am Yisrael. Va'omer lo botziachaz am tabdur zolakim ala arazeh. Afterwards, they're going to go <coughs> and they're, they're going to accept the Torah. Right? And that's tabdun. The nun is Barabbas to the 50 days that we count. Vihinei. And now he asks our question. When Hashem tells Abraham, 
Brisbane Abbasarim that they're going to be in servitude. Let's think about that statement for a minute. Who's talking when Rechush Gadol is said? If somebody says to their friend, you know, I'm going to give you a, a, a huge gift, a big gift. So is it really going to be big? Well, you can tell based on who's talking. Well, is it big for if the person giving is a multi-billionaire and the person receiving is, you know, is a pauper? If he says big, who do you go about? Maybe it's big for the receiver and not for the giver. You never know. If somebody who's a multi-billionaire says, I'm going to give you a big gift, a big donation, then you know you're, you know what to expect. If you go up to the Nosein, the Matan is going to be Chashuv. If Hashem promises it, and He's saying it to Avram, Avram says, Is it Lofiyah Makabal or Lofiyah Nosein? And Akadosh Baruch Hu says, No, it's Rechush Gadol, believe me. So Akadosh Baruch Hu himself is saying, Rechush Gadol. Where's the Rechush Gadol? Klei Chesef. Maybe a nice robe. What are they taking from the Mitzrayim already? That's Rechush Gadol. How much can they fit on a donkey? How much can they take on their backs? Where's the Rechush Gadol? So maybe it refers, he calls the Arachayim HaKadosh, maybe it's referred to what they got at Kriyas Yamsuf. All that gold that washed up from the horses of the, of the uh, Mitzrayim. But says Rebordech Elio, a different shot. Ach Efshelavayer Ba'ofa Nosaf. Let me explain a different way. What's he referring to? They're going to go out with Rechush Gadol. There's no greater Rechush in our lives than the Torah that we have and the life that we lead. And Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim wasn't over until 50, years, 50 days later. Like the Pasuk says, that's the Rechush. And then he quotes our same Zohar. That's the connection to the previous Vart. Says the Zohar in this week's Parsha. Shachadosh Baruch Hu is Takal Baraisa Baris HaOlam. Shem looked into the world. V'av shelitzareinu yeshna manashim shenem mevinim zos. Says the Baruch even though there are some Jews out there that don't realize this special gift that we have. And they don't realize it is a gift. Einze ela michoser gidiyah. It's just lack of knowledge. But don't be convinced. This is the truth. The Zohar says that this is the goal. And the world can't exist. Like the Gemara says at the beginning of Avodah Zarah. Yom Hashishi. That wasn't quoted. What's Hashishi? The sixth day. The world was, was kind of not kavua, not set. Until the Jews accepted the Torah on the sixth. The sixth day. The sixth of Sivan. Because that's what solidified the Torah. And then he quotes from the Ben Ishchai. We've quoted this in the past in the name of Chaim Yivalajan. It's the same thought. Hashem could have created the earth flat, not round. So the sun would rise at the same moment across the whole world. Why didn't he do it? Because Ubiyar Arav, Zichro Yogan Aleinu Amen. Quoting, if the sun rose and set in the same at the same time in all the place, it could be, it could be that there'll be a moment in time that everybody will be sleeping. And if everybody's sleeping, nobody's learning Torah. If nobody's learning Torah, the world will cease to exist. And therefore. HaKadosh Baruch Hu had to create it round, had to create it with time zones, so that every single moment, every single moment of existence, somebody would be learning. They took this to an extreme in Volazhin, where they took it upon themselves to have somebody learning every single second of the day. Rav Cook writes that he used to have the 2 to 4 a.m. slots when he was there, but they took it, they were the whole world. And he quotes even, this is new, this part, added, extending the thought from the Ben Ishchai, Kasher anu omrim b'tefila. We say every morning yotzer aruvore choshech, which we usually think that okay, Hashem, it was nighttime and now you've made it morning. Yotzer aruvore choshech. No, it's deeper. 
He's Yotzer Aravore Choshech at the exact same moment. That's Yotzer Aravore Choshech. She Yotzer Ar Hainu She Berega She Yotzer Ar Be'Eretz Yisrael. How are you Bore Choshech B'Makom Acher Ba'Olam B'Diyuk Ba'Oso Ezman Laharos She Ha'Ar V'Hachoshech Hakol. It's cut off on the bottom. It's all so that is Takal Baraisu Bara Alma. It's all for the Torah. And then he finally ends off by saying, and that's why that's the Rechush Gadol. And we should have to appreciate it. It's not the Yishalok Lechesabaklei Zahav. They went in to ask for things. So you're right, this is Delow Karashi right now. According to Rashi, Rashi is saying it's, it's the Yishalok Lechesabaklei Zahav. But he says it's deeper, it's the Torah. And then he adds unbelievably at the end a new understanding. The Yishlavar Obederach Remez. It's that schus of getting the Torah, which was mocked in their geula, which allowed them to come out early, not just the extra subjugation, but after 210, it was the schus that they were ready to go and pr- prepare themselves to be makabal the Torah. Maybe that's, an, that's a deeper thought based on the chazal that we know from the Gemara in Sanhedrin, bi'ita achishena. In ita achishena. So what does that mean? Chazal say bi'ita. There are two times that Mashiach can come, be'ita in its proper time, or achishena, or I can hurry it. If there's zoche, achishena. If they're not zoche, the be'ita is going to come in its time. Another way to understand that phrase, be'ita achishena. Ita kovea itim la Torah. Be'ita achishena. Be'ita, if, if we're kovea itim, then achishena. That will cause ge'ula, just like it was, it was, it was um, hooked on. It was made earlier in Mitzrayim. Because of the schus that they were going to accept the Torah, the rechush gadol that they were going to get, so too la'aselavo ben heravik bekarov soon. Here on social year by gadol is mankariv. So he says that should happen soon through the schus of Talmud Torah. Okay, first time we've quoted we've quoted him. Hopefully, first of first of May. Divrei Mordechai. Okay, let's continue. Perek yud alaf pasuk dalit. Next pasuk. The Jews found favor in the eyes of the Mitzrayim. Well, who wouldn't find favor if you've been patched nine times? You know, you'll, uh, you know, you'll say, please take whatever you'd like. And Moshe found favor. He was the one that forecast all the Makos. They should give him cover too. Rashi points out this was in front of Paro. This Nevoah. It was earlier. At midnight, I will go through Mitzrayim, Umeis Kol Bechar, Be'eretz Mitzrayim, and every firstborn will die. Mi Bechar Parah Yosheva Kiso, from the highest firstborn, they say Paro himself was a firstborn, and that's why he was so scared. Ad Bechar Hashifcha, Asher Achar Harechayim, Bechol Bechayim Bahayimah, the animals, Bechar Mavol, and there will be a Tzaka Gadol in Mitzrayim that nobody has have heard before. Nobody's going to say a word in amongst the Jews. Okay. Why chatzos? Kachatzos alayla. Why did Hashem pick chatzos? Yes, the Gemara and Brachas points out why is it kachatzos and not chatzos, just in case anybody thinks that it was 1201 and their watches are set wrong, they shouldn't think it was exact and Hashem is a, and Moshe is a liar. Okay, but it's at Lamaisa at midnight. Why? Why midnight? Why did Hashem want the final stage and the beginning of the final stage of the process of Geula to start a chatzos? Why? Says the Nesiva Shalom, Slana Mered. Kachatzos halayla niyotze b'soch mitzrayim. Yesod habriya. Who? Ba'ofan detchilas chashocha v'hadu nehora. It's part of nature. It's part of how God, how Hashem created the world, is darkness precedes light. That's how He created the world. You need the darkness in order to have the following light. There's no light until somebody comes from the dark. Everything about life is like this. The day is like this. That's the halachic day. Shabbos is only if you start, you have night Shabbos first. And then you have day Shabbos. Yom Kippur! First you have the night of Yom Kippur. Then you have the day of Yom Kippur. Everything is night preceding the day. Avram Avinu! 
First he had darkness in his life. And then he discovered God. Could have been easy. Hashem could have started speaking to him earlier. Everything is darkness before light. V'cheinu b'chai ha'adam. And also, in the life of a human being, shemiyadim le'dasu sholipahara. Yetzer hara is born with us. Yetzer le'v ha'adam rami ne'urav. We have darkness first. We, have, we don't have clarity when we are younger. A child can't think straight. Right? They're in darkness. Only when they get older. Right? Because I'll say that the Yetzir Tov is given at Bar Mitzvah, in Bar Mitzvah. There's darkness first and then light. And that's exactly how Hashem created the Jewish people. B'nai Yisrael. Because if you think about it, why did Hashem do this? Yes, it's described as the Kur HaBarzel. It's described as the as the, the the furnace that's going to purify us. Why did He have created us pure? Why do we have to go through it? And it's even before the he, he, this was all forecast by the Brisbane Abbasarim. Hashem knew hundreds of years way before not hundreds, but a number of years before the brothers sold Yosef. Everything is forecast. Why? Why do they have to go into Mitzrayim? Again, we're not asking God's motivations, but the uvda, the reality is clear. There's always darkness before there's light. This is how it's going to be. This is it. Is it because of any sins? No. Who sinned? At this time, I'm going to punish them. But then they'll go with Rechush Gadol. So says the Receiver Shalom, line 18, she is Havusam la'ama nifchar, he beseder hazeh, the tchila chashocha, the hadar nahora. There's darkness and then there's light. Gullus and geula. Only first if there's a gullus. And the greater the gullus and the greater the darkness, that makes greater the geula. It won't be considered a geula if you never had the problems. It's not called a salvation. Right? You need a salvation. We have to be in danger. Right? This is discussed even in the halachic context. In the Derech Agav. In the principle of We know women are obligated in certain mitzvos, Purim and Chanukah, and others, Dalat Kosos, those three the Gemara says, and some of the Rishon and Balitosos ask, why not Sukkah? Why not Sukkah? So some of the Achronim explain, it's not just about a nace, it's about where there was a specific danger and a geula from it. Specific. That's a miracle. That's a geula. And that's worthy of the principle of the Purim story, the Hanukkah story, Mitzrayim. Sukkah? Yes, it was a miracle. But it was a constant... You know, traveling, and he, whether it took his mamish or Adonayakavid, but it's not the same. There was no specific depth of darkness beforehand. And then he quotes in the next column, line 7. Hashem gives the strength to each of us to get through our darkness, to get through the troubles, eventually. Sometimes in Olam Hazeh and sometimes in the next world. This is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu put into the Bria. Chashocha and Nehora. And now he says, now he understands. This is Mitzrayim, they had to be in Mitzrayim. But when does the Geula start? Which is the, what's the turning point? What's the, not the turning point, but the moment. The moment of the beginning of the final stage. Chatzos. The darkest moment of the night. That's Chatzos. Chatzos alay l'mora al si hachashchus. The height of darkness. Kamosha kasav shebechetz yirishon. The first half of the night has some vestige of light from the previous day. The second half of the night is already looking forward to the next day. Not literally. We throw it literally. I don't know if you do a certain 11.58 and 12.02. I don't know if it's going to be any lighter in the, in the area. But on a conceptual level, Chatzos, it's the furthest, the furthest from any type of light. The midpoint of the night. 
Yishon Marami Ayom Hakodim, because Yesheni Bechulu, Chasos Alayli Yisiyah Chashchus, Lelo Shemar, that's Aschalta de Geula. The Geula starts, Davka, that moment, and Yotim Betop Yitzrayim, Shemito Chashchus, Ba'ahanahora. Mito Chashchus. Related to this, is a thought in the Sefer, the Sefer called Sheifos. If anybody ever needs chizuk, it's a whole fat 150-page sefer called Sheifo Strivings. And it's all chizuk. The whole sefer is you're amazing and you're wonderful and everybody had difficulties, but you could do it and you could overcome it. Just a compilation. The first page is a little famous letter from Rav Hutner. He says, you could do it. You're amazing. All the Tamidah Chachamim throughout the generation had troubles and overcame. That's the whole sefer. The whole sefer is about Sheifos. You have strivings, you could do it. So there, towards the end of the sefer, he quotes, related to darkness also. Just give me chizuk on a personal level. This is all about a national level. But he quotes this from Rabbi Nachman Mibreslov and others. When somebody is distant and dark. And we think, like, when was the last time I davened properly? When was the last time I felt close? When was the last time I felt connected? Afal Pikein, we should know that that darkness could be the beginning of the Geula. We could use that moment. Afal Pikein, imhu chazak va'amitz levakesh v'lidrosh u'lechapes v'lachtar b'chaleis. Just that bakasha and the striving and the yearning and the searching. That's what Hashem is looking for. That's it. U'lis gageya v'lichso v'levakis ha'sha'avanach sho'u. If the darkness still continues, but I know this is what Hashem wants from me. In the darkness, to already search and hope and yearn for the Geula. Every little bit, like the Pasuk says, we have to be Darshet Sion. Even though people have been Darshet Sion for thousands of years. It's still darkness, but still that's, that's what Choshech is there for. Choshech is there for us to capitalize and start moving towards the light. Okay. Continuing. Getting back to a topic we mentioned earlier. Kiddush HaChodesh. We mentioned before, among other questions, Kiddush HaChodesh. But let's not only focus on Kiddush HaChodesh, let's focus on what we do Bizman Azeh, and that is Kiddush Levana. Kiddush Levana. Gemara says in Sanhedrin, Daf Membez, that is the Omud in Shas, the blood in Shas about Kiddush Levana. Source number nine, Kalamabarech alachodesh bizmano, kilumakabo preashchino. Anyone who says Kiddush Levana, for some reason we call it Kiddush Levana, not Birchas Levana, we call it Birchas Achama and Kiddush Levana. Right, so that's a question that we've, uh, has come up in the past, not for now. Kalamabarech alachodesh bizmano, kilumakabo preashchino, ksiv hacha chodesh is they had an amazing divine vision. So too, every time we look at the moon, Mosi Shabbos, oh, divine vision. And that's why we have to stand. What's the significance? What's the significance? Havanis Bonain. This is from the Ber Moshe. Ber Moshe Echil Epstein, one of the Rabbanim of Azarov. I looked in the Sefer because today was his yard site. Not only that, but today was his yard site, Rosh Chodesh Shvat. He was a Rav. He was a Rav in, the, in Manhattan, in the Bronx, and later he made Aliyah. Moshe Miyazirichiyah. He's also known as the Eshdas. It's also his, uh, his farm were also known as that. Okay. Havan is bonayed by Ma'amaramzeh. Shabir Chodesh Kiddush Lovana Ka'kabalos B'nei What exactly is the message? Baram, and he suggests something that we've seen in other contexts, but it's to be mentioned whenever you talk about Parsha's bow. Baram, hakavana b'cholzehu, shesuma al ha'adam l'rot, b'chol hanhaga hativis davar peli. When we look up at the moon, whether we say Kiddush Levana or whether, right, women have the minag not to say Kiddush Levana, maybe there's halachic basis, maybe not, but even if not, when we see the moon, when we see the moon, that should jar us and remind us that nature is not natural. Vizesh omrim bibracha, chok izmana samlahem, shleishanu as tafkidam. Think about it. The moon does the same thing. Nature does the same thing. I see a little bit, a little more, a little more, a little more. Right. The orbits 
how it turns on its axis. How much do we see? And it's a perfect getting more, getting less. How does that happen? That just happens. It doesn't change. It's tafkid. Ain't no TV. Not natural. It's like it's, it's enchained. It's all from God. When we look at the moon, and that's easier because the sun looks the same every day. In the moon, it's a little easier to recognize because the moon doesn't change, but the visibility of the moon, as we know, and it's the same exact order and say there 12 times a year. It's unbelievable. The Kilorin Leinaim, and he says, obviously, what we should see in our eyes are the Ramban, the Ramban at the end of this week's Parsha. I don't think I've quoted this in Parsha's bow in the past. I looked at the notes, but in past other Parshas, it's one of the most basic Rambans in all of his commentary on the Torah. The Ramban, in the context of discussing why there were so many miracles related to Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, and why there were so many mitzvahs related to Zechiris Yitzhiya's Mitzrayim, the Ramban says, because we have to realize that everything's miracles. Based on the major miracles, we have to be moda to the hidden miracles. Sheim Yisoda Tarakula, which is the goal of life. Sheein La'adam Chelek B'Torah. Moshe Rabbeinu, Achenamin B'Chodivreinu Mikreinu Shekulam Nisim. Ein B'Hem Tavam Anagam Shalolam. There is no such thing as nature. Or as I once heard and have quoted, Mother Nature has a father. Right? There's nothing natural. Everything is nace. And that's what we say in, in three times a day in Modim. If you have somebody on the street, you see a nace today? I'll say no. I've seen a nace in thousands of years. What do you just say in Davening? We say, Hashem, thank you for the nace. What are we thanking for? It's every day. That's Kiddush Levana. That's Achor Shezelachem. Recognizing, taking a moment every month to focus on nature and recognize that it comes from Hashem. When do we do Okay, we do that once a year with the blossoms. But when else do we focus? Oh, and, and if you happen to be at a natural, on the Grand Canyon, Niagara Falls, okay, you might make a bracha there. But, but otherwise, what is a kavua, what's kavua in my schedule? Weekly, monthly, yearly, as a Jew, to recognize nature and say, no, oh, this isn't nature. Kiddush Lavana. That's the message. It's not teva. And that's what we have to see in Kiddush Lavana, and that's what we have to see in the story of Pesach, and that's Nisan and Nisim. There's a connection between the Babylonian name that we give to this month and the content of what of what we daven for and we had historically in this month. He even ends off by saying, turning the page, two other points. Lafize is Bayerlanu. With this, we could also understand. You have to say it's standing. What's the emphasis of Mu'umad? What else has to be Mu'umad? Why is there a minhag? But why are there those who say that we're supposed to stand by Kriya Satora? Because it's supposed to be a reenactment of our Sinai. I have total recognition, Hashem, that you're in charge. That's what Amida is meant to remind us as we do Kiddush Lavana. And finally, he says beautifully, and this we have to remember for the Haggadah Shir. He says, the Gemara tells us in Shabbos, there's a machlokas, one of the most amazing machlokas that one can think of. What day was the Torah given? It's machlokas. You would think we would know. You would think that wouldn't be a machlokas. Many things are machlokas. When the Torah was given, Vav Sivan, Zion Sivan, machlokas. But everybody agrees it was given on a Shabbos. And everybody agrees that they came to Midbar Sinai on Rosh Chodesh Sivan. That everybody agrees to. Okay, so Shabbos, you can understand. Shabbos, special day. 
Why was it so crucial that they came to Midbar Sinai on Rosh Chodesh? Why was that crucial? And everybody agrees to that. Amnam, Mafiha, Amor, Yuvan, he says it's our message. Because before getting the Torah, inculcate it amongst yourselves. Realize the message of the Levana. This is the Hachana. And we see HaKadosh Baruch Hu is that Kei And now we have another shot of the line in Dayenu. Ilu kervanu lefnei harsinai v'lo nasa lanu es ha-Torah Dayenu. Don't be scared. Still have a couple months to Pesach. Right? Two and a half. Anyway, so what does that line mean? So many shots of gift. The achdus. Ilu kervanu harsinai because we're shchodesh. We got the message that HaKadosh Baruch was in charge. Kodesh Baruch Hu is in charge of all Teva. There is no Teva. It's all Nase. That message would have been enough to teach the Jewish people. And for that, we could say, That's the Ber Moshe, Moshe Yechiel Epstein. Right after his yard site, he tells us, Teva is not what you think it is. Okay. Moving right along. Perak Yudbeis, Pasuk Yud Aleph. Yudbeis Yud Aleph. Now we have the laws of carbon Pesach. Don't eat it raw. Don't leave it over. Whatever you leave over, you have to burn. Pasuk Yud Aleph. And this is how you eat it. I've already told you that how you should prepare it. Roasting it for chulu. This is how you eat it. Masnechem chagurim. You gotta have your belts on. Naalechem beraglechem. Usually, when we're we're eating at home, you know how many times at the seder? Who still has their shoes on at the seder? You know, you gotta relax a little bit. Take off your shoes. No, no. The first seder, naalechem beraglechem. They had to wear their shoes. Umakelchem biyedchem, and have your walking sticks out. Don't go searching. Okay, where is it? It happens a lot of times when we, when a family wants to go out on a teol or anywhere, and then two minutes, okay, we'll leave it right in the car, and then, then all of a sudden, somebody wakes up and says, oh, I need this, I have to look for it, and I need that, and where's this, and where's that? No, no, no. So you have to have your shoes on, you have to have your belts on, your knapsacks are packed, have your walking stick in your hand, and eat it quickly. It's a Pesach. Why? Why does Hashem make them do this? They ate the current Pesach. They're not leaving till the next... Hashem knew they weren't leaving till the next morning. Why did He make them do this? As if they were like, ot, 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 any second. Why did He make them do this? Says of Yerucham, Source 11. There's a Medrash. Rebir me of line 4. Before he died, told those who would be osek in his tahara, Al Bishuni Man in Chivrin, Chafitin, make sure you you clothe me. The shrouds that you use are white and neat. The Al Bashuni Dardasoi, Vabun Chutri Biadi, put my walking stick in my hand. The Sandali Baraglai. We're not saying this is the Maisa, we're just saying this is the what the Rabirmiya said. Get me dressed. Make me in proper formation so when the time comes, I'm out of there as quickly as possible. What's the message? Rabbi wanted to be ready. When Goel Tzedek, when Mashiach is here, I am ready. One of the Rishonim, it says that whenever he, hear, he heard like a whole, a whole commotion outside his house, he was like, <gasps> he was already, he was already, Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David, he was ready, he, he was conditioned, he was conditioned for that mentality. Maybe this is the hardest of the questions of Shabbos Taflamet Aleph. Okay, Kavati Itamatora. Okay, we were honest in business. Okay, Puravu. Sipisal Yeshua. 
Did we hope for it? Were we expecting it? This is the secret of Geula. To hope for it, to want it. We say in we are being makave. Are we being makave? Do we focus on what the words were saying? Those who have the custom of saying animamins. See, peace of Yeshua, there's nothing lacking. It's only when Hashem decides that it's time. And it gives a beautiful mashal. It says, imagine a person calls a taxi. He doesn't say taxi, he, calls, he says a wagon. Okay, he calls a taxi. So I call the taxi, they say, okay, I'll be here in five minutes. Wonderful. So I'm getting ready, doing my last uh, preparations. I know he's going to hug. I'm not, not going to get my coat on already. I'll get my, I'll hear the hug, I'll get my coat on. I'll get my bag, it's downstairs. I basically get stuff ready. He's going to wait a few minutes for me. If I don't go out in a, a five, six minutes, he's either going to call or he's going to leave. Okay, but he'll give me a few minutes. I'll get the major preparations done. But the little preparations, putting on my coat, putting on my shoes... Hamaka, my walking stick, that'll lead to the last minute. But tuachusha galon yechakel avezesman de must pick. It's okay, he'll wait for me. What happens if there's a train coming and you're in the station and you're getting ready for the train? What's my attitude then? Ulam lokein hiyanesia darko tehei bimisilas habarzel means train. Ki, I wrote it in. It's not such a common Rashi Tevis. Ki oz kvar lo yaniach avdavakalmi achana. You're not gonna, okay, the train will be here. I'll wait, he'll hang. I'll say, where's Rosner? Is he here yet? Oh, give him two minutes. It doesn't happen with the train. Oz od baod moed gam yochal vayishta vayabajasvo. I can do everything. I can be dressed. I get my coat on. And not only that, I go wait at the platform. I wait, I don't even, I don't even wait inside. I'm waiting outside. Because maybe, maybe it's going to come. I'm going to miss it. Even if I'm there. No, I know. Everything's gone. And I'm going to miss it. I don't take chances by the train. Mashiach's a train. Mashiach's not a taxi. And we gotta be ready for the train. Like we're ready, like we're ready for, we gotta be ready for Mashiach, like we're ready for the train. Rabbi Yermia says, bury me in clothes that are fitting to greet Mashiach. Again, this is not Lamaisa now. Now this is Minhagim, Kedumim, of what people are buried in. How they were ready. They were so ready, every little detail. That's, where do we get that from? How do we, how do we realize, how do we internalize that message? We all did it before, by the first Geula. That's what Hashem was instilling in us. Be waiting at the platform. I know it's going to be another six hours, but this is how you eat the Seder the first year. Gaul is coming tonight. Call Indian mitzvahs a carbon pesach on top. I like dumalugulasam. This is all. This is the root of all gaulos. We have to be looking. What, imagine what they were thinking. Hashem says, "Eat your pesach quickly. Have your knapsack on. Have your coat on. When I give the signal, leave. You've been here for two hundred and ten years. What were they doing the whole night? You know what they must have been doing? Peeking out the window, opening the door. What's going on? Moshe said, "We're not allowed to open the door." Right, we have the blood on our blood on the uh, on the on the mashko. So they were inside. They're, they're on spookus. What are they doing? They're like, "Where's Moshe?" Was oh, that a knock? They're like jumping. Right. Well, what, what, what was that saying? What was that saying? That was a scream. Was that somebody telling us to come? They were probably waiting, waiting. When, when, when? That's how we have to be ready. They were yearning because God, their God told them the ghoul is coming. God told us the ghoul is coming. 
And they needed, it worked both ways, once they had this, this attitude, because we have to be yearning and searching and kill you and for it in order for it to come. Okay. Two more ideas. Once we mention the Beis HaLevi, that the Beis HaLevi said something else about something, so we have to mention the Beis HaLevi tonight as well. And the Beis HaLevi is only on Sefer Brashas and Shmos, so we have to use him while we have him. Pasuk tells us a few psukim later, The blood will be for a sign for you, on the houses that you are there. I, Hashem says, will see the blood. And I will pass over you. And there won't be a plague from the destroyer to the mashchis. When I hit Mitzrayim. Question. Ask the Beis HaLevi. What did the Pasuk say? Hashem says, I'm going to pass over your house. So what does the next phrase mean? I'll pass over your house. Okay. That's, that solves any problems. But then the Torah says another phrase, and there won't be plague. Well, there won't be plague, obviously, because Hashem's passing over our house. There's not going to be a plague in our house. So what does that mean? He passes over our house, number one. So that's it. Pass over our house. When I hit Mitzrayim, what is the extra phrase of Elo Yevachenegev? So we've mentioned in the Haggadah in past years that maybe it means this was from the Gra, I think. Maybe it means that. Hashem is going to pass over, but there might be people who have just reached their time to die naturally at that moment. So that's the emphasis. Hashem's not going to let anybody die at that moment natural causes, so nobody thinks that, oh, look, it wasn't just the first sports. Okay, one shot. Basically, he gives a different shot. There were two promises here. Just shot in the in the chumash. Echad ufasachti aleichem haynu leinyan iker machas b'chovas. Number one, Hashem is going to not kill the Jewish firstborns. The haya idei echadish baruch hu batzmo vaidiz alzeh alvay pasachti aleichem. He's not going to kill the firstborns of the Jews. Wonderful. Shenis, but then there's another promise. There's another bracha. Shenis. The al yedei hakaas b'chorim naas esham magefa gedola mehasirchon. Imagine, Rachman al Islam, we have to imagine, we should think back 80 years, even less, right? Think back the, when there are such death and corpses all over that breeds disease, that breeds plague, that breeds sickness. The whole environment becomes infested when there are so many dead. Says the Beisalevi, that's what the Tashem say. I'm not going to kill your firstborns, but you know what? What about every, all the other death in the area? Thousands and thousands of people dead at the same moment. The plague affected other Egyptians who aren't firstborns. That's what it says. You don't have to say what Chazal says, says the Beis HaLevi. Oh, if there was no firstborn in the house, then the roach, the head of the household. They're all, they're all uh, no firstborns. No! It means it, it was the secondary deaths. Because it was the death of the firstborns, plus all the other people that died because of all the death in the, in the air. And that's the pshat. I'm going to pass over, and there won't be plague. It won't happen to you. And he says, maybe this is another deeper idea behind what we say Shabbos morning. Lamake Mitzrayim Bivchorehem. Kiliolam Chastel. So some say it means there was a civil war. The firstborns, when they heard about the Makkah, they started fighting. So the first, but this is, no, it's naturally. They died. Memela. They caused the death of others. Lamake Mitzrayim Bivchorehem. The Misas Abachorim Ayam Makkah Mitzrayim Abshutim. Kemakasfardim. And that's also what we say in the Haggadah. It continues. And it even fits it into other psukim as well. Okay. One final thought for the evening. The end of the parsha, we have the mitzvah of Pidyon Aben. Pidyon Aben, last section. Pidyon Aben, and we have Pidyon Chamor, and 
Pidyona Behema Tahora, Bachar Behema Tahora. Ask of Steinsaltz, again from his Sefer on, on Chumash. What's so special about a firstborn? What's so special? So many halachas, so many firstborns. What's so special? He says, Bismanazeh, what do we have? What do we have about firstborns today? Nobody really gives double portions anymore. They have shtaris. What does the firstborn have today? You know what a firstborn has, says of Steinsaltz? If there are no Levium in the show, they get to wash the coin's hands. Okay, wonderful. That's what's left. That's what we have. Are they more successful? If you look in the Torah, Nivchar many times beat Bechor. Besides Avraham, says the says of Steinsaltz, almost every other one was not a Bechor. Reuven Bechor Yatza, B'ni Bechor Yisrael talks about Bechor. Ach l'maysan who calls van motzim metach b'in a bechar levein hanivchar kayin and hevel gam rubam hamachriya shalishi atorak dolim l'mait Avram Avinu besides Avram who was a bechar the rest of them weren't bechoros Yitzchak Yosef Yehuda Moshe David Shlomo none of them were firstborns so what is it about the firstborn that we have the firstborn son and the bechar behemet tahora and the firstborn a donkey. What is it about them? And not only that, just extend it. Shruma, Bikurim, it's all the firsts. The Karbana Omer, the Karbim Alechem, the Rashis Hagez, it's all first, first, firsts. Says of Steinsaltz, there's nothing inherently different about the firsts. Sorry for all those firstborns out there. But there's nothing inherently different but you know what's different? The subjective feelings that the parent or the farmer or the owner of the animal, it's the subjective feelings that they have. That's what it is. Firsts are very precious. To the person, but not anything halachically inherent. Kanisius is Hashem. They're all special, but firsts are more special, says of Steinsaltz. The first establishes a model. He says, even if you think about it, amazing ha'ara, line 13 on the next page, there's something that Gemara calls Girsa Diankasa. What's Girsa Diankasa? It's what I learned when I was young. That stays with me. I learned something, that's why sometimes if you, if you learn, if somebody's a Balkore, and they learn a Parsha when they're younger the wrong way, those are much harder to change than if you never learned the Parsha in the first place. It's Gears of the Yankasa. Why is, why is, why is that true? Gears of the Yankasa, I'm not, my mind is not fully developed. I'm not really cognizant so much of what I'm learning. When I'm older, I'm much more focused on what I'm learning, but it's much harder. Well, people's minds get, get, get worse and worse. What's so valuable about Gersa Diankasa? You know what? It's a first. And first, we, you don't even, without even realizing it, firsts are precious to us. You can find a greater number, but not a more first number. And he continues developing this idea. Why is it, Chazal tell us, when a child starts to talk, Torah Tzivalanu Moshe. Why? The child doesn't understand anything yet. What are we saying, Torah? Because it's the firsts. The first words we hope will have a, a subjective effect on him, a hashpa on him. All firsts are given to God. That's the message. They're all subjectively connected to the producer of the firsts. And Hashem says, I want it. Nothing happens. A Bechor, what happens if a Bechor is never redeemed? Is he Asur? No. But it's for the father. It's for the farmer. It's for the, whatever it is. Right, whatever it is, it's the first, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to give it to him. And that's what we have to realize. All of these mitzvahs that relate to firsts. And he even says, maybe, we should take that into our lives, the first moment of our day. Shulchan Aruch. Not the Shulchan Aruch. It's not the Shulchan Aruch. The later post can say the first words out of our mouth in the morning. 
He says in the next column, line 32. We didn't watch the Tilas Yadayim yet. We didn't do anything. We say Moda'ani if we have Kavana. We're half sleeping when we say it. But still, we say it to establish it as a first. Because firsts are so special to us. So let us all realize. And that's how, by the way, first, how did, how did the Bechorim lose the. They went to the Levi by the Egel. If there's something inherent. So then how can it change? How can it change by Yaakov and Esau? There's nothing inherent. There's nothing inherent, says Rabbi Steinsaltz. Right? It's all about the feeling. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants us to give our most precious to recognize that it's all from him. Okay? That's your next week. We're going to have it on a different night. I'm not sure exactly which night. We'll post it. But um, it'll be on a different night. Everybody should have a good job.